Now, if you were in the first service this morning, we're going to go in a different direction the second service. And if you were not in the first service, make sure that you get a teaching of it. We entitled the first service, So You Want to Be a Star. And so you'll want to get that and find out what that's all about. But in this second service, I just have in my heart that we are to do a favor refresher. So we're going to call this a favor refresher. Favor is a major Bible theme in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. In the Amplified Version, God was speaking to Abraham and he said, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors, plural, and make your name famous and distinguished and you will be a blessing doing what? Now, what does it mean to be a blessing? That means you will then be a dispenser of good or of favor to other people. When you have been so highly favored of God, you just can't keep it to yourself. When God starts showing you an abundant increase of favors in your life, it'll just begin to flow out of you like water flows out of a faucet. Thank God for the favor of God in our lives and upon our lives. We have been given and brought into a covenant of grace and of divine favor. To refresh your memory about favor... Favor simply means to support, to endorse, to assist, to make things easier, to provide special advantages, and to show special privileges to His people. Favor gives you and I an advantage for success. And down through... The Bible from Genesis to Revelation, you will see favor here and favor there and favor everywhere. The children of Israel were in Egyptian bondage for so many years. But there came a time and there came a day where God says, that's enough of that. And here's what I'm going to do. Found in Exodus chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. He said, I will stretch out my hand. And I'm going to strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in this midst of them. And after that, he will let you go, speaking of Pharaoh. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty handed. Hallelujah. The children of Israel left Egypt fully loaded. They were loaded with silver. They were loaded with gold. There was not one feeble among their tribes. And when the favor of God is evident in your life, and when there is an overflow of His divine favor, you will not go through this life empty-handed. You may go to an interview, but you won't leave the interview empty-handed. Somebody say amen. You may go to Macy's, but you sure enough ain't going to leave Macy's empty-handed. Come on, ladies. 
You may go on a sales call. You won't leave that place empty handed. Amen. As you travel, the favor of God is in you. It's on you. It's all around you. You may get bumped from economy to first class because you are a favorite of the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn me to Psalms 5 now. Psalms 5. And I want to notice in verse 11 and in verse 12 of the fifth psalm. But let all those who take refuge and put their trust in you, let them do what? What are we doing here on this 31st anniversary? Hallelujah. Let them ever sing and shout for joy. You know, when you get full of joy, sometimes you just have to shout. You get full of joy, sometimes you just got to dance. Now, why? Because you have made a covering over us and you defend us. Yes, let those also who love your name be joyful in you and let them be in high spirits. Now, some of you remember what it was like to be in low spirits. You thought you were having a real high time in the world. But those evil spirits, once they let you down, you go real low. But in Christ Jesus, you can be in high spirits and you can stay in high spirits. Verse 12. For you, Lord. Everyone say you, Lord. Lord. Well, what will the Lord do? He will bless the uncompromisingly righteous. Him who is upright. And in right standing with you, now I love this, as with a shield, you will surround him with goodwill, pleasure, and favor. Now I looked up a commentator's message on that word shield, and I'm just going to read it to you. He said this, a shield does not protect any one area of the body. It is large and mobile enough to cover any and every area of your body. I like what this commentator says. This shield is armor over armor. See, we've got the whole armor of God on. And then the favor comes on you and it shields you and protects you and keeps you. Amen. We are literally standing in the favor of God and standing in the grace of God. We are living in a day and we are living in an hour where there is much difficulty on the outside of us. All you have to do is look in the newspaper. All you have to do is turn on the television and you hear and you see uh, absolute mayhem on every side. But those that are uncompromisingly righteous, those that have right standing with God, the Bible says he will be your shield. He will protect you. He will encircle you and he will surround you. No, we may not be able to stop hurricanes. We may not be able to stop tornadoes. We may not be able to stop earthquakes. But I tell you one thing we can do. We can stop them from hurting us. Why? Because of the favor of God upon your life. 
I mean, every time you get on a jet, you ought to proclaim the favor of God is on me. God is shielding me. We're going from point A to point Z. We're going to the other side and no weapon formed against me is going to prosper and no evil is going to befall me. Neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. Everyone shout favor. That's you. And that's me. Let me ask you a question today. Have you witnessed the favor of God in your life? I think I'm in the right place. Have you had impossible situations where you know it was only by God's favor that you came out victoriously? If he did it back then, he'll do it today. If he did it yesterday, he'll do it today. Because the favor of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I can think of several instances that the favor of God has changed things for Brenda and I. I can think of several instances where the favor of God has brought things to pass in our life. That at the end of the day, we could just look at one another and say, man, that was the favor of God. We're sitting in a building today because of the favor of God. Brenda and I came to California in 1982, led by the Spirit of God. Not because we were so smart. We were wet behind the ears. We were greenhorns. But we're here today because of the favor of God. You are what you are today. You can do what you can do today by the favor and the grace of Almighty God. Nothing is impossible when the favor of God is upon you. One writer says it this way, favor, it opens doors. It creates opportunities. It turns adversaries into allies. It accelerates progress and it brings great blessing. And I love this last statement. Favor is the birthright of every believer. Hallelujah. You were born out of disfavor into the favor of God. You were born out of darkness into the light of God's love. Amen. And the favor of God can get so heavy on your life. It's like dew. In Proverbs chapter 19 or verse 12, I want you to notice that. Proverbs 19, 12. It says, the king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion. Let's read the rest together. But his favor is as dew. His favor is like dew. It's upon the grass. Let the dew of heaven fall upon your life today. Let the dew of his favor saturate you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And I'm not talking about light dew. And I'm not talking about mountain dew. You know, light dew is barely moist, but heavy dew, it's where it's just like dripping off of you. And that's a picture of the redeemed, the favor of God just dripping off of us. Ooh, glory to God. His favor, it is as the dew upon the grass. Man, I like that. 
When the favor of God is upon you, you'll enter into his rest. You'll not have to push your way for promotion. The favor of God will just bring you to promotion. You won't have to push and shove your way to the top. The favor of God will just bring you to the top. Cream always rises to the top. And you may not feel like the cream of the crop. If you walk by your feelings, you'll never feel that way. But in the eyes of God and in the mind of God, you are the cream of the crop. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He's raised you from the basement to the penthouse. You can't get any higher than being raised up to get together with him in heavenly places. Now notice again, his favor is as dew upon the grass. The favor of God. I mean, it can get so tangible on your life that it's recognizable. How in the world does this person own their own home? How in the world are they driving that new car? And you know what? I heard it was paid for. I just saw 350 people apply for that one job. How'd you get it? Well, it's because I burned the midnight oil. Because I prayed. No, 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 no. Don't be an idiot now. It's because of the favor of God. It's because of the goodness of God. His favor will bring you to the top. Hallelujah. I'd claim his favor when I travel if I were you. I'd claim his favor when I got on 880 if I were you. I'm just picturing this congregation in the next 30 years so saturated with favor. If your heart and mind could only see what God will do, this place wouldn't be big enough to hold you. Just like the dew of the grass. I've got a forecast. For the next 31 years. I got a forecast. Here at Heart of the Bay. You want to know what it is? Heavy fog. <laughs> Heavy fog. The favor of God. So. When you're. When you're. Operating in the favor of God. It gives you an advantage for success. But now. Favor will also do something for you that perhaps you haven't thought about. Favor is also for adversity. This favor, when it's on you and all around you, it will get you through the darkest hours. Man, I don't know how they got through. The enemy shot his best shot. I saw several arrows go over to their house. How did you get through? You get through because of the favor of God. Look at Psalms 41. And I want to feed on this a little while today. Is that okay? 
Psalm 41, verse 11. I'm going to look at the Amplified Version. This is simply a favor refresher. Refresh yourself in the favor of God. Psalms 41, verse 11 in the Amplified. Notice what he says. By this I know. It's good to know something. Now you shall know the what? You shall know the truth. And what will the truth do? The truth will set you free or the truth will make you free. There's something about knowing something that causes you to be free. Now notice this. By this I know that you favor and you delight in me. Well, how do I know that? Well, the rest of the verse tells us why. Because my enemy does not triumph over me. How do you know? Because your enemy does not triumph over you. How many of you know that your enemy is not always a person? It can be a situation. It can be a symptom. It can be a diagnosis. But when you have the favor of God in your life, it means that your enemy will not win. And if your enemy does not win, we win. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. For he did not cause my enemy to triumph over me. And he will bring his threats. And he will bring his accusations. If he was such a hot rod, how come all those threats and accusations haven't come to pass yet? You know why they haven't? Because he is a dirty, stinking liar. If Satan can deceive you, he can defeat you. If he can deceive you to take the bait of his lies, he can defeat you. But if he cannot deceive you, he can never defeat you. So then we need to build a deceived proof life all around us. You know what will keep you from being deceived? You should know the truth. You should know the truth. Any lie that Satan sows into the seed of your soul is direct opposite of God's will for your life. It's like fear is the opposite of strife is the opposite of love. Sickness and disease is the opposite of poverty is the opposite of. So at the other end of Satan's lies are God's truths. And you know what? I've determined in my life to live according to the truth of the B-I-B-L-E. In spite of what situations may look like around me. Now turn over to Psalm 30. Say with me, by this I know that my enemy will not triumph over me. And so this favor then, it's not just an occasional occurrence that should be happening in our lives. This favor should be ongoing. Favor in the morning. Favor in the noontime. Favor all day long. 
Now notice in Psalm 30, verse 5, ready, read. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Or in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night. I felt a little something up in here on that one. Let's read the last part of that verse. Weeping may endure for a night. Oh, one more time now. Weeping may endure. It doesn't storm forever. Joy comes in the morning. The sun's coming up. And this favor that is yours and is mine, it's for a lifetime. Notice with me in verse 7, same chapter. He says, by your favor, O Lord, you have established me as a strong, firm mountain. By your favor, you have established me as a strong and as a firm, what? As a strong and firm mountain. You know what that means? That because of his favor, we don't have to lose our mind. Because of his favor, we don't have to be wishy-washy. Because of his favor, we don't have to be like the waves of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. But his favor will make us firm. This favor will place you upon a rock. Let's read it. Verse 7 again. Come on, go ahead. By your favor, O Lord... You have established me. What kind of mountain? What kind of mountain? You have established me as a strong mountain. I think it would pay us rich dividends to walk around all day long and say, Thank God I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You've established me as a strong and as a firm mountain. You know, in Psalms 112, it says this, that those that are fearing the Lord, those that delight greatly in his commandments, they will not be afraid when bad news comes. Now, bad news is coming to all of us, right? Now, whether or not you fear or don't fear is up to you. God says, when you delight greatly in my commandments and you reverence me more than you reverence the bad news, your heart will be fixed. You will be like that mountain, firm and strong. It says, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings or bad news, but his heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. You see, this favor doesn't fall upon you and me automatically. 
You know, it's good to hear a message on favor and and get built up in it and get refreshed in it. But it's really up to you whether or not this message will work for you. My spiritual father, Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, said, you know, the promises of God are available to all of us, but they don't fall on us like ripe cherries off a tree. And it's wonderful to get excited about the favor of God, but this favor is for a lifetime. See, I discovered in the Word of God that the just shall regulate their lives by faith. Now, I want you to turn over to Romans chapter 5, and I want us to look at the first three verses in the Amplified Version. Everyone shout favor. Favor. For a lifetime. lifetime. His favor favor. makes me strong and firm firm. as a mountain. mountain. Now, notice this with me. In Romans chapter 5, Uh, Verse 1, of course, it talks about um, through him also we have access. Verse 2, verse 1. Therefore, being justified, everyone say justified. Justified. We've been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's verse 2. I want you to see. It says, through him also we have our access, our entrance, our introduction by what? By faith into this grace, which is the state of God's favor, in which we firmly and safely stand. So let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Now go back to verse 2. Here's what I want you to see this morning. In verse 2, it says that we have access... Into this favor, into this grace, we access it by our faith. Now, if you just sit here and agree mentally with me and just let this message go off the top of your head and say, oh my, that was a nice message. My, wasn't pastor anointed today? It'll do you no good. For the favor of God, which is for a lifetime, to operate in your life at its full potential, it must be accessed by faith. You've got to believe that God favors you. You've got to say that God favors you. You've got to act like God favors you. You can't be walking to a job interview with your head down saying, I don't think I'm going to get it. No, get your shoulders back. Say, I'm a favorite of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everywhere I go and everything I touch prospers. You cannot have the woe is me and operate in this kind of favor. It takes faith to access God's favor. Yeah, but pastor, I'm not good enough. Join the club. None of us were. But we're not talking about what we were. We're talking about who we are. And let's take it a step up. We're talking about whose we are. We're not only the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but we're his kids. We're king's kids. Hallelujah. You can't be wimpy and have God's favor. Well, I know God blesses Brother Richardson, but woe is me. Get rid of the woe is me junk. Amen. 
If the devil had his way, he would keep all of us as high-maintenance, low-impact Christians. I'm going to say it again. If the enemy had his way, he would keep every one of us, including Pastor Mark, Pastor Brenda. Just because my name is Reverend Mark doesn't mean I have any more favor than you. I can be just as wimpy as the next guy if I let myself. But if the enemy had his way, he'd keep every one of us high maintenance, low impact Christians. Now, I think we need to define what a high-maintenance, low-impact Christian is, seeing as how there are none of them here. Amen. A high-maintenance, low-impact Christian is a Christian that is self-absorbed. So concerned about me, myself, and I, and my feelings... And how I hurt, that they never have any impact on the world around them because they're too inward. Inward Christians don't go into all the world and have an impact. But that's not us. That's not us. We are high impact, low maintenance Christians. Say it with me. Say it with me real strong now, like you believe it now. Say it with me. I'm a high impact, high impact. Low, maintenance, low maintenance Christian. Christian. Yeah, Pastor, this works for you because you have faith. And yeah, you know, I don't have faith. That's a lie. You've got faith. As a matter of fact, you have the spirit of faith. Paul said this, he says, we also having the same spirit of faith, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. That's how the spirit of faith expresses itself. It believes and says. And then acts. Say it with me, I believe in my heart. That I am surrounded by the favor of God. And I say with my mouth. That the favor of God goes before me everywhere I go and everything I do. I'm living in a state of God's grace and of God's favor. And then just act like it. Act like it. Don't let the devil intimidate you. One way that the enemy intimidates us is he tries to get us to compare ourselves with one another. You know, oh man. Wow, look at what they're doing. Look at the gift they have. Get your mind off of other people's gifts and what other people have and get your mind on what God's given you. You know, I've, I, Brenda and I have been in ministry about 35, 36 years. And uh, we're ministers, we're pastors, and, and we get around other ministers and other pastors that have congregations 10 times as large as we do. And the enemy tries to intimidate me with that sometimes. Oh, you can't go there. You, you don't measure up. You don't add up. You're not all that. Well, you know what? He's right. I ain't all that. But he sure is all that. 
And you know what? When those thoughts come, I just walk out there, glory to God, like I got favor, hallelujah, and strut in Jesus' name. Don't be intimidated by what others have. Be grateful by what you have. Well, I wish I had hair like you had hair. Well, big stinking deal. You're going to get your glorified body and have a head of glorified hair. But listen, this helped me so much years ago when I heard this from a man of God. It really, really helps me. He said this. He says, I am neither inferior to anyone nor superior to anyone. Just remember that little truth. That, that's a powerful truth. Say that with me. I'm neither inferior, I'm neither inferior nor, superior nor superior to anyone. That means you can go anywhere on planet earth because you're a child of the king. You're a child of the favorite, the favor of God. You're not inferior. There's no insecurities in us. But on the other hand, we're no better than anyone else. So while you're strutting your stuff, just remember you is what you is by the grace of God. Getting anything yet today? So say it with me. By his favor, he has established me as a firm mountain. Now go with me to John chapter 1, verse 16. I want to look at the amplified version. What is this favor that we're speaking of? It's not just for the material portion of life. But... When the favor of God's on you, the presence of God's on you. Amen. When the favor of God is on your life, the peace of God is in your life. Amen. We've already talked about the protection of God. The strength of God. Enabling me to lay hold and you to lay hold of your inheritance and of his plan for your life. Favor of God on your life enables you to step out and do the will of God. In John chapter 1, verse 16. Now, this is good food right here. Amen. Are you all there? Yeah. All right, John 1, 16, right? Yeah. Amplified version, right? Yeah. Okay, let's read. For out of his fullness, abundance, we have all received. Now, stop right there. Out of his fullness and abundance... Every one of us have received. Now let's read the rest. All had a share and we were all supplied with one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor. What? Huh? Now keep that up there. Layer upon layer. Yeah, that's good. Blessing upon blessing. Favor upon favor. Oh, gift heaped upon gift. I like to shout about that right now. 
good friend of mine asked this question, and I'm going to ask it to you. How would that affect you if you had 30% more grace and favor on you this month than last month? Glory to God. God just keeps pouring it on. And just layer upon layer. Grace upon grace. Now go to Hebrews 4 verse 16. I believe with more grace and more favor in my life, I can be a better pastor. I believe with more grace and more favor in your life, you can be a better father. With more grace and more favor in your life, there's nothing that you can't overcome. Now listen. Every person who lives in a physical body is going to be tempted. Are you listening to me? Somebody says, well, you've been preaching 36 minutes. I'm ready to go. Hang in there. (laughs) Hang in there, tiger. You you went and saw Star Trek. It was two hours and 30 minutes. You can handle just a few more minutes. You went and saw the man of steel and that was over two hours. You can give Jesus just a little more time. (laughs) Everybody is going to be tempted. Now, the scripture says, let no man say when he is tempted... He's tempted of God. For God tempts, tests, tries no man with evil. Evil temptations, guess what? They come from the evil one. Right? So every person is going to be tempted. I don't know what the temptation zone is for you. And you may not know what the temptation zone is for me. It's really none of my business, nor is it none of your business. The temptation sometimes, to be honest with you, and I will reveal this, for me, is a whole apple pie. I mean, I went to Costco the other day. Did you know, Brother Jimmy, they got apple pies this big for $9.99. I brought it home one night, and the next morning I said to Brenda, look at how much of that is gone already. I said, James and Esther must really be going at it. But to be honest with you, they eat very little of it. You wonder why I work out so much. And I don't think it's important to go into the temptation zone and to talk about various temptations. You know. Now, it, it may be, be tempted to be a blabbermouth and talk about people. Go ahead, Pastor. Go ahead. You know? Yeah. There's a cure for that. Amen. Every person's going to be tempted. Now, listen to this statement it is not a sin to be tempted. The sin is when we yield to the temptation. I don't want to take a poll today. 
but you know. If I ask the question to some of you today or all of you today and ask this, how many of you have yielded to the same temptation over 25 times? How about a hundred times? How about 200 times? I didn't ask for a show of hands. But you know what? That is keeping you down. Because every time that is yielded to, the enemy just pounds you with condemnation. Right? I mean, for most most of people, that's the way it is. Other people, they're just too stupid to get convicted. But that is a designation, that is devil designated to keep you down and to keep you from fulfilling his favor upon your life. When we say his favor, we're talking about his grace. God's graced every one of you with something to do in his kingdom. And the temptations continuously yielded to keeps you a high maintenance low impact Christian now there is a way out of that I said there is a way out of that I think I better preach over here there is a way out of that his name is Jesus and he said, there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God, who is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above your ability, but will also, with the temptation, provide a way of escape for you. Now listen, it's connected to the verse we just read. Of his fullness, we have all received. And we have received Grace upon grace, favor upon favor, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. In other words, so layered with the favor of God that his favor in our lives gives us the ability to overcome that temptation once and for all. Amen. Listen, with enough of his favor on your life. With enough of his grace on your life, there's no temptation can take you out. But you've got to believe that. And you've got to say this daily. I always do those things that please my father. I always do that which pleases my father. I've been layered with the grace of God and the grace of God enables me to stand against the temptation and say no and say yes to God. What kind of a difference would it make in your life with 30% more favor? Huh? Walt, what do you think? What do you say? A big difference. More. 
Lord, let there be more. Let there be more upon Brother Jimmy. Let there be more upon James and Esther. Let there be more upon Ed and Liz. Lord, more, more upon this congregation. Lord, pour out your favor more, more in our lives, more upon your church. Let your favor take us where we need to go. Let your favor enable us to be what you called us to be. Stand up, everybody. Let's give him praise this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Through him also we have access by faith into this state of God's favor. Did you know that favor is a heaven reality? Now this morning, as an altar call, I want to say a couple things to you this morning. The Bible says that we can come boldly to the throne of God's grace, to the throne of God's favor. Listen very carefully. And as we come to receive grace and favor from Him, He will pour it out upon our lives. The greatest grace and the greatest favor you'll ever receive is the grace to be saved by faith.